Bears, start your engines! Welcome to the one place everybody wants to be. Victory Lane, your source for news, analysis, discussion, interviews, and more from the world of NASCAR. Now, here's your host, Davey Siegel. Welcome back, party people. You are in the place everybody wants to be. It's Victory Lane. And I'll just say this. If we did not have to deal with copyright infringements and trademarks and BS, I'd play a little Nas X right now because we took our horses to the Old Town Road and we rode them until they couldn't no more. Yes, you see in the episode title. We got them horses in the back. How about that race from Kentucky? God, that was so fun. Uh, I still have no opening for the show. My boy Diego, you said you listened to the Daytona episode. I know you're a little behind. Please, by the time you listen to this, I need you to have an idea of what I need to open the show with because from now on, until I get one, all I'm going to do is this little car noise. All right. Well, there you have it. Thanks for nothing, Diego. The Quaker State 400 from Kentucky Speedway. That was epic. How do you not like what you saw on Saturday night? Now, look, not all 267 laps there were great. Not every race is not going to have every single lap be great, but overall, this race was up there with one of the best of the year. I'd say it comes down to an overtime restart between brothers, the Bush brothers. It's them, Joey Logano, and Eric Jones. I'm going to let Rick Allen, Jeff Burton, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. for NBC take it from here because they did a heck of a job calling this one on the air live as it happened. I I dare you not to get goosebumps while listening to this. Logano has chosen the outside line. Kyle Busch on the inside. Green flag back in the air. Overtime presented by Credit One Bank. Look at how hard the 18 is going into turn one. Kurt Busch to the outside. Kyle Busch gets the lead. Here comes the 20 of Eric Jones. Jones on the inside. He'll try to take the lead as they go down the back stretch. Kyle sidetracked his brother Kurt. That could be all. As that little kid from The Incredibles says, That was totally wicked! That was amazing. I I was screaming and I was shouting on my couch at home. Uh, Me and my dad were literally watching. We were like, oh, oh, oh my God! Oh, he's got it. Oh, 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 it's coming back! It was. That's like everything you want in an NASCAR race. And if you don't like that, don't even watch. If you know, you know. Let's hear from the winner. Kurt Busch. Whenever he wins or he's in a good mood in general, he's very well-spoken and gracious with his time 
and he gives media good quotes. Uh, it kind of seems fake, like, but I think it's honestly genuine excitement because you can tell when a driver's kind of being fake and when they're actually excited and when they're somewhere in the middle just kind of doing their thing. I think this is just Kurt being very excited. So here he is breaking down the finish, one of epic proportions, I would say. Finish for the ages and finally, finally beating his little brother. Yeah, you know, what a what an amazing finish and to have it go our way right there. It, it, there was something about our team meeting today. Uh, our lead statistician um, told me that there's never been a green-white checkered at Kentucky Speedway. And in my mind, he just kept going with the meeting. But I said, you know what? There's going to be one today. I want to be part of it, and I want to come out on top. It's amazing what happened for us to have that restart, to have Kyle Larson uh, behind me in, in the sixth position. Spotter said, teammate's going to go with you. I'm like, well, is he really? And he did, and he did a phenomenal job so that I didn't have to look in the mirror. And all what I had to do was, was play offense out in front of me. And what a battle. What a battle with my little brother to race him side by side, to try to play the chess game at 180 miles an hour on the side draft. You know, we're wide open through turns one and two, and we were trying to go wide open through three and four. And it was a matter of me just staying as close as I could to his right rear quarter panel because he was on my left rear down the straightaway. I had to be on his right rear through the corners. And as we drove down into turn three on the last lap, I just stared straight at his door. I could see the number 18 to my left, and I never lifted until I heard him lift. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I got to still miss the wall. And he gave me just enough room as a true racer would or as my little brother would. But I'm really proud of the way that we finished this race, 1-2, put on one hell of a show. One of those old-school type races where it's two guys duking it out. This happened to be brothers, different manufacturers. But this, this one, I can't wait to go watch the video of and, and, and tell people about it and, and show that the, the sport of NASCAR and the production and the, and the pride that everybody has to try to get to victory lane was shown in those last few laps. I could not have said it better myself, Kurt. Uh, lots of firsts with this race. It was Kurt's first win of the season, Chip Ganassi Racing's first win of the season, Kurt Busch's first win with Chip Ganassi Racing, Chevrolet's first win at Kentucky, uh, and also, like I mentioned, the first time Kurt has beaten his little brother Kyle straight up 1-1 one one when they finished 1-2. It was a night of firsts in the Bluegrass State. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's very important, and it's special to get Chevy to victory lane. Uh, for us at Ganassi to win with this number one car, tons of guys in victory lane tonight that have never won a Monster Energy Cup Series race, and I'm happy that uh, they got their first win tonight. Uh, to outdo my brother and to, to do it in, in front of a, a huge crowd tonight and a great production by NBC, this, this was like that old-school Saturday night brawl, and I was happy to be part of it and come out on top. And on that, overtime restart the part that I kind of hesitated and I said ah Kurt might be done here was when I saw the tire smoke on the right rear I believe it was on the white flag lap Um, but what was he thinking when that happened simply put he was not going to give a single inch yeah we had a, a bump side draft rub right after the start finish line taking the white and so it was a matter of how far I wanted to push him left how far he was trying to push me right. And there was a quick movement, and the two of us came together. I felt it, and then I could smell it. And you're like, oh, boy, I got a pretty good tire rub. 
but I only have a mile to go. It's going to hold, and it's going to hold, and if it doesn't, I'm going to be yanking on my wheel to the left to take him with me. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Also, if you're watching on TV, you heard and saw that Kyle actually ditched Kurt because Kurt was supposed to fly back home with Kyle to the Charlotte area. Kyle was a little salty, finishing second. And uh, he said, yeah, nope, no, sir, you ain't flying home with me, big bro. I haven't seen him yet, but I was supposed to fly home with him, and now I'm looking for a plane ride. So that's Kyle. He's like, it's like that's, that's, he won't even wait. We shared a plane ride earlier this year. I, I think it was Phoenix where he won, and I had to sit there and wait for him to do his little victory lane thing. So it'd, it'd be fine. We're going over to his house tomorrow, actually for a little get-together on a Sunday off, and uh, I'm going to plop the trophy down right on his kitchen counter. I really hope he actually did that. I, I might ask him about it this weekend at New Hampshire um, to see if he actually did, because th- that's really funny. Does this win for Kurt become any sweeter, knowing what went down last year at Stuart Haas Racing and in the off-seasons with all the contract negotiations and some perceived lack of respect from that organization towards him and now that he's with Chip Ganassi Racing, they have a victory. They're in the playoffs. SHR is struggling behind the eight ball a little bit. They don't even have a victory. Does it make it a little bit sweeter? Yeah, whether you're knocked down or whether it's a lateral move or whether it was an upgrade, you can look at it in many different ways. And when the contract was struggling at SHR to come together, I called Chip Ganassi, and it took 30 minutes, and it was done, and away we went. And to me, that meant respect. It meant that I was wanted. And when you have that, that's that extra desire to push and to make this group a winner. And they've won races in the past. Kyle Larson is a tremendous talent. But, again, it takes all the little pieces. And I felt like Anassi was the right move for me. And Monster Energy says, you know what, we'll roll with you. But our motto is we got to win. we got to be up front. we got to be making noise. we got to be partying. we got to be having fun. We're going to get all that done as we move forward here in the second half of the year. And how about the crew chief for Kurt Busch, Matt McCall? So you had people calling for his head and his job after Daytona last week, right? So what does he do? He comes back and he wins his first career race atop the pit box, calling the shots the very next week. That That's storybook stuff. Really happy for this dude. It was, it was pretty cool to kind of see him, and thanks to my boy Elijah Burke, also has been on this podcast, shout out E, uh, read those mean tweets at the Chip Ganassi Racing Shop. He's like, well, it's Tuesday. I'm still here. <laughs> it was really funny. So Matt McCall, a first-time winner in the Cup Series. Yeah, I mean, I think you call that racing luck, right? Uh, the uh, Today's uh, scenario worked out with the caution fell, and I'm like, oh, no, we should have hit it. <laughs> We're in trouble here. Um, and, and it worked out at the end. I mean, I, I knew it, we had the car capable, and Kurt obviously can get it done. So when the caution came out, it just uh, – the seas parted and the Lord was with us uh, because if you look at last week, uh, we, we, we were on the wrong end of the stick there. Following the two Bush brothers across the finish line, you had Eric Jones in third, Kyle Larson, and Denny Hamlin rounding out the top five. Then you had Clint Boyer, uh, Joey Logano, Daniel Suarez, and Ryan Newman, Chris Busher. Those are the top ten finishers. Solid run for Chris Busher, man. I'm telling you, if he wasn't in JTG stuff and he was in top-notch stuff, I, give him a year, and I think he'd probably be the top six top seven driver in the cup series i don't even know if that's either a hot take some notable finishers chase elliott 15th he scrubbed the wall in the last overtime restart alex bowman his teammate p17 martin truex jr defending winner of this race two times over 
struggled all night long. They came home in 19th, matching their car number. Brad Keselowski finished in 20th. I believe he was having some engine issues maybe. And Kevin Harvick also encountered some engine issues. He finished in 22nd position. Let's briefly touch on the Xfinity and the Gander Outdoors Truck Series races from Kentucky as well. Starting out with AAA, baby. Cole Custer, who are you going to call? He wins for the fifth time this season, and he falls down in victory lane doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin beer chug. That, that was really funny. Uh, his fifth win of the season, nobody really saw him having this much success this early in 2019, himself included. Is he kind of surprised by it? Uh, yeah, I think so for sure. It's just It just comes with experience doing it more and more. And you, do, you build that experience, obviously, and that confidence. So, you know, it's just something that comes with time, I guess. And, uh, you know, obviously you got to have the cars to do it. So we had a great car tonight. So uh, I just can't thank all my guys enough. You had the other two of the Xfinity Series Big Three, Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick, come home second and third. Will Michael Annette, top five finish for him. I believe that's his fifth of the 2019 season. And Chase Briscoe rounded out the top five. I'd probably go to say that the double zero of Custer and Stuart Haas Racing, they're probably now the number one in the Xfinity Series. I'd say for sure. I mean, Reddick and Bell are close behind, but I'd say that that's pretty much on lock. Also, just as a side, would it be crazy if Christopher Bell, for all the talk about him going to Cup, a once-in-a-generation prospect, would it be crazy if he gets to Cup without winning a championship in Xfinity? Because that's possible. Last year, he obviously didn't do it. And this year, I mean, it is some stout, stout competition with Custer and with Reddick. Let's go into the truck series. Tyler Ankrum. Yeah, that cowboy boot wearing, cow licking, DGR Crosley driving son of a gun wins for DGR. People are calling this one a bit of an upset. But I'm kind of scratching my head. I'm like, why, why is this an upset? My dude is a K&E champion. He can wheel. But the story of him this season is pretty wild. So he has an age restriction limit, the, the truck series does. So he was 17 years old for the first three races of the season. That prohibited from racing in those races. So once he turned 18, he's able to make his debut at Las Vegas. And once he did that, he was running for the championship in the 17 for DGR. He won the championship in K&N East last year in his first year in the series. So why not move on up to trucks and try to do it again? Well, Something got in the way, and that is sponsorship and funding. So what did he do for a couple races in the past month that he did not have proper funding for to drive a DGR truck? He got in a Nemco Motorsports truck and start and parked to keep his championship eligibility alive. <laughs> well, I think it's paying off for him because if he wasn't, if he did not do that and he won this race, he probably would not be eligible for the championship. But now he is all but locked into the playoffs uh, we've had him on the show before. He's a really cool dude, worked with him a lot, um, and he was at a loss for words, as he should have been after this victory. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. That's uh, I mean, my vocabulary isn't on right now. I don't know what to, honestly, I just don't know what to say. I'm just so thankful for, you know, the ride I'm in. And DJR Crosley, Toyota, uh, Railblaze Academy, you know, we've been working so hard lately. Well, the guys have been working hard so lately. And, um, you know, week in, week out, they, you know, just keep on build, giving me, you know, or not, shouldn't be giving me better cars, but we together been getting better. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, <laughs> I honestly didn't think this was going to be possible. I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think we could do it. But, you know, oh, whoops. But, you know, with the support I've had and 
kind of the pressure too. Man, I was kind of the pressure to get a sponsor. But, uh, you know, I'm just so thankful for everyone around me and what they do. And how about team owner David Gilliland, a new team in the truck series. They've had success in ARCA. They've had success in K&N. But this is their first win, I believe, in the NASCAR National Series. And he received some unfortunate news earlier in the week that I believe his mother fell ill or uh, forgive me for not knowing, uh, she might have even passed away, unfortunately. And DGR also was hurting because Derek Black, better known as D2 in the DGR shop, he's been um, very, very ill. And they've been thinking about him as a fellow teammate. And obviously, uh, a Gillen falls ill as well and is not in great shape. So it, it was more than just a win for David Gillen for DGR. This is a little bit more. But at the same time, this win means so much to the racing side of things because think about it it's not easy to get into the sport period it's not easy to own a team period it's not easy to win with a team as an owner but he's done it already in the truck series uh it's super special you know um we couldn't couldn't do it without the help of uh, bola mastis and toyota and, and all our partners that uh you know have supported us since day one and um you know we got guys like uh, kevin kevin Mannion here that, that took a chance and came to came to work for our team and uh, just a great group of people, and um, you know we're, we're really working on trying to build this and build our team, and uh, kind of create something different. And um, like I said, I'm really proud proud of Tyler. He's done a great job. I started my son Todd raced with him in quarter midgets, I think when they were probably 11 or 12 years old. And um, you know I, I saw Tyler had a, a ton of ability, and um, he, he's done a great job. He's uh, he was a champion in the K&N series for us, and um, that's really special too to have have that growth. And these kids be able to come and move up through DGR Crosley and stay within our family, um, you know, under the Toyota umbrella and, and um, you know, in our family. And, and that's how we run our business is like a family. And, um, you know, to come out here and, and produce these results is something we're really, really proud of. And he actually went on to say that both of them are somewhat noncommittal on sponsorship for the rest of 2019. But they said that they are committed to trying to go for this championship. This is a crazy stat, too. Tyler Ankrum the first driver born in the 2000s to win a NASCAR race. We really do live in a society. We really do. Stuart Friesen, second. Harrison Burton, third. Ross, the boss, the watermelon man, Chastain, fourth. How about Dylan Lupton coming home fifth for DGR as well? And Brett Moffitt, he ended up having to pit with about two laps to go. He was trying to stretch the fuel in his 24 truck for GMS, but was not able to get to the finish line. So he was leading in position, but ran out of fuel with two to go. Let's look ahead, shall we, to the Granite State, the Magic Mile, the Lobster, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. We got the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301 Sunday at 3 p.m. on NBCSN. We also have the Lakes Region 200 Saturday around 3 p.m. on NBCSN. And, of course, we got the United Sight Services 70 Saturday evening, 645. All right, so it's a triple header with Cup, Xfinity, and K&N East. Let's go one by one. For the cup race, Kevin Harvick is your defending winner of the event. I was in Alaska for this race last year, but it was really, really good. I, I remember following along, and he and Kyle Busch were engaged in a very nice battle for the win, uh, for the lead, which ultimately wound up being the win. Uh, PJ1, the sticky stuff, has been applied to the track. I'm not exactly sure where they've applied it, but they did it last week at Kentucky. It worked pretty well. They're doing it this weekend at New Hampshire. I hope it works well. They're doing it next weekend at Pocono. I hope that it works well there as well. Um, you got a lobster. I wrote lobster, a.k.a. lobster in all caps. 
That's up for grabs. That's what the winner gets at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. I will be on site, obviously, as the K&M Pro Series East is there. It's going to be my first time there, so I'm very, very excited to get up there. Xfinity, we got Paul Menard in the field, Ryan Truex, Harrison Burton, Kaz Grala, uh, Alex LeBay, and C.J. McLaughlin. He's going to be making his series debut. He's a Northeast racer. He's made a couple ARCA starts as well. I heard him a couple times on the Wicked Fast podcast, so seems like a cool guy, and hopefully he'll be able to have a good result. It is going to be hot, hot, hot on Saturday. I'm so not looking forward to it. Uh, Weather.com said 99 degrees with about 57% humidity, and I'm probably going to be wearing my black polo too. So, well, let's just take the L right now. I'm going to get sunburnt. I'm going to look like a lobster, and I'm going to – I am actually going to wear sunblock this time. I'm also going to need to hydrate, and I might have a heat stroke, so pray for me. All right, the K&N race. Tyler Ankrum is your defending winner of the event. Some notables in the field, you got Riley Herps for DGR along with Drew Dollar and Tanner Gray. Uh, it was going to be Ty Gibbs, but now it is not. Four Bill McAnally racing cars. Although they're a K&M Pro Series West team primarily, they run some of these big races out east. It's the usual four. Haley Deegan, Derek Krause, who's leading the point standings in the east and west. Uh, out east, he leads by two over Sam Mayer. Brittany Zamora and Lawless Allen, who made his debut at Sonoma a few weeks back. Then you got Max McLaughlin for number for the number one team of Vittori Racing Enterprises. Colin Garrett for Sam Hunt Racing. He actually was a bit questionable to be at this race due to funding, but they are they are able to be here, and we'll see if they're going to be at Iowa the following week. Ruben Garcia Jr., Chase Cabry for Rev Racing, and Brandon McReynolds is back in the Visconti Motorsports number 74 car. Uh, there's a feature on him that's going up on the NASCAR Home Tracks website on Thursday morning. Um, I doubt you're listening to this on Wednesday night, but if you are, wow, you're a real one. I'm doing Instagram live with him in a few hours here on the home tracks page. Hopefully you guys will slash R slash did tune into that. Um, that's going to be fun. I hope, uh, it's going to be tough for people to, to compete with McReynolds in my opinion. Like I really do think that he's going to be one of, if not the car to beat. He won this race in the fall last year at New Hampshire. It was his first win out East and the first for Visconti as a team, um, and another thing that actually just happened, John Visconti, uh, his father, Cookie, just passed away um, on Wednesday morning, unfortunately. I've been texting back and forth with him, obviously thinking of him and um, his family are in our thoughts and prayers. But they're going to try to be uh, at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and I-, I don't think anything in the entire world would need more to John Visconti than if Brandon could wheel that 74 into victory lane for for John's father. That would be some story. I also got six, count them, six drivers lined up for interviews this weekend. So we're going to be litty, litty titty fam. I just said that on a podcast. Yeah, I did. Get over it. Really, really short lug nuts of the week. Cue the music segment. Um, Only got two pieces of information. We had Joshua P. Long who's been suspended indefinitely by NASCAR for assault on a female. He was a Jermaine racing underneath mechanic, and uh, safe to say, he is no longer employed by the team. So, good riddance. And really cool piece of news, Danielle Trotta, one of my favorite NASCAR media personalities, she's going to host a show called Victory Lap on NBCSN beginning this upcoming weekend right after the race 
at New Hampshire. It's good to have her back on the television side. She's been with Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90, and she uh, left Fox Sports to go work at NBC Sports Boston. But she's doing well. It's going to be uh, fun to see her on TV every week, and hopefully we're able to interact with her as well. I believe that is a call-in show. I told you that was quick. That'll wrap things up for Episode 20 of Victory Lane 2.0. Do me a favor. Rate this podcast, review this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, do it on iTunes, you can do it on Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, your podcast platform of choice. Um, Like I said, I got six drivers this weekend. I'm not going to spoil who they are. Uh, I believe I got four Xfinity regulars and two cup guys, so that's going to be pretty fun. I'm going to be cranking out some interviews for you guys over the weekend, and we'll play them here on Victory Lane in the next month or two. Peace and love, my dudes, my dudettes. If you're at New Hampshire this weekend, drop me a line. Say what's up. If you're not, I look forward to seeing you at Iowa, maybe? Question mark. But enjoy the racing this weekend. I know I will. I will try to stay cool. If you're going to be at the track, please do the same. I will talk to you all next week. Be good.